Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink here at Merrimack College, North Andover, Massachusetts. Non-conference action tonight between Wisconsin and Merrimack. Score at the end of the first period. Wisconsin leads Merrimack 2-1. I'm Mike Mackling alongside John Leahy. Tonight's first intermission brought to you, as always, by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, kind enough to join us here in the first intermission, Todd Molesky, Wisconsin State Journal. And uh, Todd, your thoughts on that first period? Obviously, the uh, special teams, the power play in particular for Wisconsin, very, very deadly with the two goals. But Merrimack gets the late goal in the final 15 seconds to pull within one. Well, special teams has been the story through well four periods of the season for the Badgers. Anyway, they scored two goals on power play last night, and in a loss at Boston College. Uh, these two goals here tonight on the power play in the first period. They got a shorthand goal last night too. And it looks like they're going to need some work on the five-on-five play. That, that, that was at the end. It's an important goal for Merrimack to go into the break with a little bit of confidence, uh, a little bit of a boost. It looked like a little bit of a breakdown on the Wisconsin defensive end. Uh, and the, the top line from Merrimack took, took advantage of it. Uh, credit to them for uh, for sticking with it. Look, you know, their, their heads could have been down, could have been going into the intermission trying to regroup. But no, they stuck with it and, and got one. You're looking at the, the goals for, for Wisconsin, at least the first one, I mean, I thought that for most part of that power play, uh, probably Merrimack did what they wanted to do. They were patient. They were disciplined on the uh, on the penalty kill. Kept the play to the outside, but Wisconsin just kept at it. You know, worked the puck behind the net, and, and then uh, I actually had thought that was uh, well, it was a nice pass. First of all, from behind the net, he was able to get an awful lot of space and, and find Miller, who cheated down there to uh, the bottom of the circle and was wide open. Well, the thing that we're seeing so far is they the Badgers don't need a lot of time or a lot of space on the power play. They'll they'll use whatever you give them and so there's going to be something available and they have the the talent with that especially with that first unit five draft picks three first round picks Uh, those are guys that are going to you know be doing that at the next level too so uh, it it, it occurred to me that the kind of play happened off of a scrum behind the net and so guys are a little bit out of position not not necessarily playing their normal where they were expecting to be on the power play yet they still kind of made it work and that that was impressive to me that they just kind of reset use whatever they had and uh, and found a way to get the puck through. Yeah, you talked about all the, uh, obviously, the, the draft picks, the highly touted players. Uh, it brings a lot of pressure with it as well. Uh, can this team handle that pressure? Well, I, I think we're going to find out quickly because uh, their first eight games, seven of them are against ranked teams. So there's those going to be teams that, that can bring it to them. It's not going to be afraid of, of seeing talent like that on the ice. Uh, next weekend, the Badgers host uh, Minnesota Duluth. So there's going to be no fear from Minnesota Duluth coming into the Kohl Center uh, to play uh, a team like that. They've, they've seen it all before. Uh, I, I think they they do seem like confident players, even though some of them are still 18 years old, young players uh, for that age. They they seem like they know what they have. They're com- they're comfortable with it, and then they use it to, to whatever you know uh, the best of that ability that they can they can find in that in that little uh, situation. No seniors uh, in, in, in the lineup for this team, uh, so that uh, certainly can be unusual as well. Uh, you know, the leadership is going to have to be brought by juniors, sophomores in some cases, and, and even some of these freshmen who, you know, as you said, even despite the fact that they're freshmen, you know, you're you're a number one or you know top top draft pick in the NHL. People expect an awful lot out of you, and that means uh, you know intangibles as well. Yeah, and I look at Cole Caulfield. There's a, a guy, 18 years old. 
you know, he, he's he's been you know there's been a spotlight on him for a couple of years now. Uh, but when he gets picked by Montreal in the first round, and uh, you know, all of a sudden he's got camera crews following him everywhere he goes. Uh, a, a, a reporter from a French language newspaper in Montreal was uh, visiting his family in Stevens Point, Central Wisconsin, a couple weeks ago. There was a crew from RDS, the French language station in uh, in Canada. Uh, at Boston College uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, these, these are the kind of things that, you know, people that don't have strong constitutions that can't handle it will will wilt from. But I haven't seen any indication of that from him yet. He's, uh, he's a, a supremely confident person in his abilities. And I think he would have to be in the situation he's in right now with, with all the eyes that are on him in Montreal. Yeah, you know, I, I think back to those great Badger teams that they've had. And, you know, they always had... Know, a number of great, great players in state, from the state of Wisconsin. He's another one falling in that line. Uh, and, and does that help? That this has got to be a kid who, yeah, of course, he, he wanted to be a first round pick, wants to play in the NHL someday, but he wanted to play for this team. Yeah, and, and it's a, you know, not every uh, road is, is straight from path from point A to point B, right? He was originally committed to Ohio State, uh, and then the uh, the coaching change happened here, and uh, that, that kind of swayed him and his brother Brock, who's also in the lineup here tonight, uh, one uh, one season older than him, he's a sophomore, uh, swayed them to, to change to Wisconsin, and it, it is important for Wisconsin to get the best players from Wisconsin. There aren't a ton of them, but there are definitely more and more coming up. Uh, in, the, in the last you know, 10 years, there are more probably players that, that there were in the 20 years before that that are high-level, uh, you know, NHL kind of caliber players. This is the fourth year. The four-year scheduling agreement started three years ago. Merrimack went out and played two games. The team split out in Wisconsin. Uh, then you had Wisconsin coming east to play at BC and Merrimack just like, like they did this season. And, uh, and last year, BC went out for two, and here Wisconsin's back. Uh, so it's the end of this. Uh, I think that these games between schools like Wisconsin, as big as they are and as storied as, as they are in, in history, you know, against a smaller school like Merrimack, you know, whether it's them or somebody else, you, know, you can also talk about North Dakota and Canisius, you know, those series, things like that. I mean, to me, those are those are things that make this sport great. Um, will we continue to see things like this? I know that Tony Granato in our pregame mentioned the fact that, yeah, they'd like to get another team in the Big Ten, obviously, and that would take away, you know, four more, probably four more non-conference games. But will we see more, you think, of these, uh, uh, you know, maybe between the big schools and the smaller schools? You know, I hope so, because it does kind of get into that fabric of college hockey that you're talking about, that, you know, it, it, every game isn't, you you know, like you look at football, it's not uh, <laughs> like the Red River Shootout, whatever they call it. You know, these huge, huge games like that. This is played in a small building here with a big crowd, with an excited crowd. <laughs> you could hit the roof. You can you can break some lights pretty easily, as as we saw there. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, these are the great kind of things that I think people have to remember. This is kind of how college hockey came up. It wasn't in 15,000 seat, 11,000 seat buildings. It was in 3,000 seat buildings in cold buildings like it can be here uh, where you're huddled up and but it, this is a great kind of connection to, to the way college hockey's always been and I, I hope I, I can't predict the future I don't know which which direction things are going to go but I hope there are, there are more opportunities like this but you know I, I will say the Big Ten isn't necessarily set on going to four more conference games if they add an eighth team uh, that's still up in the air and so they've kind of told teams to hold off on 
non-conference scheduling for a while until they can kind of uh, get that figured out if and when Illinois adds, which we're, we're thinking is when. Uh, we're, we're not sure, but uh, all signs are pointing it's going to happen, but they just need to get the financing straight. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the top candidate, right, for that eighth, for that eighth slot in Big Ten hockey in University of Illinois. Yeah, that, that's the one that everyone's pointing toward. They're, they have the feasibility study. They have an arena that's, uh, I don't know where exactly it is, but it's a city project that will be building an arena downtown uh, where the hockey team and, and I believe the volleyball team can play. And I, they, they want it to be an important component of that. And, and look, Illinois has so many college hockey-ready players coming out of that area. They would love, love to keep some of them home. And, and I think that you know, for that would be a great thing for uh, I know a lot of people that are uh, heavily invested in college hockey and that uh, you know at the high levels want, want to see that happen too. Uh, before we let you go, uh, quickly handicap the Big Ten. Uh, who do you see perhaps coming out? You know, top one or two teams uh, out of the Big Ten this year. Well, I think Penn State, from everything that they returned from last year, if they can get uh, their defense straightened out a little bit, they're going to score enough to to win win a lot of games. That was the one thing that held them back last year. They they didn't get the goaltending. Their their defensive uh, end was, was unsettled a lot of time. But I think they're on the road to getting that straightened out, and they'll. Uh, uh, they're they're the team that a lot of people are watching. And you've got Notre Dame, you got Wisconsin, you got uh, you know uh, uh, Michigan and Minnesota. It's it, it, it's such a a, a pick'em when you get into the middle of the Big Ten as to who's going to kind of rise and fall. Uh, it's going it, last year it was coming down to a point here or two for home ice, and and that's. Um, I think what everyone's expecting again is it, it's it for it to be that close. Well, I think this Wisconsin team, I mean, they've obviously flashes of really brilliance and excitement. This is going to be a matter of consistency. Can they play consistently? Can they take care of things at both ends of the ice? And as, as you mentioned as well, five on five, can they figure that out? But I think if they do, and I, and I think they will at some point, then, you know, to me, that's going to be one of the top teams. You mentioned Penn State. They're coming here at the end of uh, Thanksgiving weekend. So that's another, talking about other matchups like that. One team to watch. When Wisconsin plays Penn State, those, are, those games are always entertaining. So I think uh, you'll see, too, that Penn State does play a very entertaining style of hockey. Uh, thanks again. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, have a safe ride home. It's great to see you. Like I said, I hope, they get, hope we get to do this again in the future. It's been great to see you throughout, throughout this series over the last few years, and hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. All right. Tom Molesky with us, Wisconsin State Journal. Score at the end of the first period, Wisconsin 2, Merrimack 1. But we're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.